that fleshy part of us. You remember the self, the, the carnal part of us that always stops us doing the very best things that we want to do. Remember that? And then the second night was a little bit more cheery. We talked about you choose who wins. And we talked about the CEO. You remember who the CEO of your life is? You remember? Jesus. The will. The will. And with the will, we choose whether we choose to connect with God or whether we choose to remain disconnected from him. And we learned... Zechariah 4.6, not by might nor by power, but by my spirit, says the Lord of hosts. We can't live a good life just by choosing it. We have to connect with God. And once we connect with God, once we plug into God, then his spirit can come to us. And then the last night I was here, just before we left, we talked about the real superpower. That was Jesus Christ. And we learned how to commune with him in real prayer, talking to him about the day ahead, letting him talk to us through the day. Remember I explained that story of the the pin on the tip trailer, and I nearly lost my snowblower, you remember that? Well, tonight, the quarter hour of power is entitled, Victory by Surrender. That seems a little bit of a contradiction, doesn't it? That almost seems like winning by losing. So what does this mean? You know, in, a, in an earthly war, in a war between two countries, surrender is the last thing you want to do, isn't it? Surrender is defeat. Surrender is losing. Surrender is giving up, being beaten. Who wants to surrender? But you know, in the spiritual war, it's exactly the opposite. If we don't learn how to surrender to God... We will never win that war that we've been talking about. Because if we don't surrender self, that fleshy bit of us, that bit that always gets in the way, that bit that, unfortunately, we can't get rid of, if we don't learn how to keep it down and to surrender it, it will beat us. Every time we try to do something good, it'll get in the way. So, Let me illustrate what I'm talking about with this surrender. It was quite a few years ago. My wife and I lived in Ireland. Anybody ever been to Ireland? It's a little island just off the coast of Britain. And we were there, and we were living in a a mobile home. It's kind of like a, a travel trailer, but very flimsy, very weak, just designed for living in the summer. And we parked this where we thought would be the most convenient, but it was the wrong place. The wind would come in off the Atlantic Ocean and it would just buffet that thing around. Pictures wobbling on the walls when the wind blew. So I said to my wife, what we need to do is we need to move it. We need to move it just about 50 yards and then it can be just next to the house and when the wind blows, it will be protected. So I said, what we do is you take all the valuable things or all the breakable things off of the shelves and put them on the floor. We'll hook it up to our Subaru and we'll just pull it forward a little bit. Now, we could only pull it forward a little bit because there was this big hole about where the wheel would go. It was a trench, actually, because it was a forest and it was all boggy. So I said, we'll pull it forward a little bit. And when we get to that part where the wheel's going to cross the ditch, where I know exactly it is, I'll fill it in and then we'll go right across and then we'll back it up and we'll put it by the house. And my wife said to me, I remember very clearly, she says, what about the china in the closets down low. I says, they're down low. They'll be okay. Okay, so I hooked the Subaru up, and I tried to pull, put it into four-wheel drive, and all the wheels spin on the wet grass. I thought, this isn't going to work. 
So I called the local farmer, and I said, could you come up with your tractor and just help us? So he comes up, and he hasn't got the right ball on his hitch to attach to our trailer. So he says, I'll tell you what we do. Leave your car attached, and I'll pull your car just with some straps. And so we'll have kind of three in a row, the trailer, then my car, as kind of like the connecting link, and then his tractor. I says, great idea. So he says, you ready? I says, I'm ready. And off he goes. Well, I didn't tell him to stop by the ditch. So he's going along, and I'm just, I'd forgotten about it as well. And then all of a sudden, crash! And the whole mobile home tilted as the, the wheel went down this hole. My wife was watching. She says she heard the china breaking. I didn't hear it. I was in the vehicle. I just heard this big crash. And my wife comes down to me, and she's, and that's surrender. You know what I mean? She didn't say what she wanted to say. And I didn't say what I wanted to say. That's surrender. Do you know what I mean by surrender now? It's not easy. You've got to plug into God's power. Finally, my wife said, I'm not going to say a word. And I just said to her, let's not talk. Don't say a word. It was just too explosive of a situation. That was the China we got given when we were married. And I said, it'll be all right. That's the surrender I'm talking about. You know, the Apostle Paul says in Corinthians, 1 Corinthians 15.31, if you want to mark that down in your notes, the Apostle Paul said, I die daily. He died, he surrendered, he died to self every single day. Not just occasionally, but every day. Do you realize every day there's little things that annoy you, little things that don't go your way. And if you're tuned into God, you can recognize this is your opportunity to surrender to the will of God. Just yesterday, we were at the Ontario airport in Southern California, coming back here. And we checked in our bags, and we, we went to join in that famous, famous now anyway, those security lines, you know, where you've got to take your shoes off, take your belt off, take, your, take virtually everything off to go through the security thing. So we were just lining up for that, and the light, there was this great big long line disappearing out of sight. And I thought, well, some people are obviously coming that way, and we're coming this way. So I went to go in the security line, and this one man gave me a real funny look, like, what are you doing? And then my wife said to me, if we join here, we're just pushing in the line. We need to go all the way up there. And immediately I had to surrender. This is only a little thing, but it happens every day. You mean go all the way up there? It's going to take me five minutes to get to the end of the line, never mind getting back. That's the little surrenders. I don't know what it might be for you. Maybe your wife wants to go to Walmart and you want to go to Home Depot. Can that be a surrender? Maybe your wife's been in pennies for... 45 minutes, and you're sat in the vehicle. Does that take a surrender? What is going on in there? <laughs> Takes a surrender. Matthew 16.25 says, For whosoever will save his life shall lose it. And whosoever will lose his life, that means surrendering the big things and the little things, for my sake he shall find it. You know, it's when we hang on to what we want to do. 
When we have to have it our way is when we really get into a mess. Have you experienced that in life? Maybe it's just little things, or maybe it's big things. But when you insist on having your way, and you refuse to surrender to God, to die to self, that's really when the trouble comes. You know, sometimes you might think that, well, if I surrender every time something comes up, I'm going to be miserable. But it's not true. There's real joy and peace when we surrender. Just another little example. I try to make this as practical as possible. My wife wanted to go to Phoenix at Christmas. Okay, a lot of our friends were gathering down there in the warm weather over the holiday period, and she wanted to go. Well, we travel an awful lot, and I really had no desire to go anywhere. I just wanted to stay here in Kalispell, Montana, or Columbia Falls. I didn't want to go anywhere. But my wife really wanted to go. So we asked the children, Yes, Daddy, let's go! So I said to my wife, well, I'll pray about it if you'll pray about it. You know, it was going to cost us motel rooms on the way down, driving there and back, mileage on the vehicle, all that kind of stuff. I did not want to go. But I chose in prayer to say, God, I don't want to go, but I want to do what you want me to do. I surrendered the situation to him. Well, to cut a long story short, my wife did the same. I really want to go but he doesn't. I surrender the situation to you. Well, she came to me one day and she said, you know, I've been thinking about Phoenix. She says, I don't think I want to go. Praise the Lord. (laughs) It doesn't always have to go the way you don't think it's going to go or the way you don't want it to go. The important thing is, are we willing to surrender what we want to what God wants? If we do that, we will find the peace that God wants to give us. It's when we don't do that and when we insist on having our own way that it doesn't work out. Did Jesus demonstrate this to us at any point? Did Jesus demonstrate surrender? Turn with me in your Bibles. Maybe I don't need to give you page numbers now. Maybe you're getting so advanced with all of this, you don't need page numbers. We're going to look at Luke 22 and verse 40. Luke 22 and verse 40. Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John in the New Testament. You know that. Luke 22, verse 40. Very well-known part of the Bible. It's when Jesus is heading to Gethsemane. Anybody know where Gethsemane is? You know what part of Jesus' life that was? This is the night that Judas betrayed him. And he's going to the garden for some prayer. Luke 22 and verse 40. When he was in the place, he said unto them, Pray that ye enter not into temptation. And he was withdrawn from them about a stone's cast. You can visualize how far that was. He kneeled down and he prayed. And verse 42, saying, Father, if thou be willing, remove this cup from me. That cup was the cup of suffering for the whole world, for you and I, that he was about to carry on Calvary. It says, if you be willing, remove this cup from me, but mark these last few words, nevertheless, not my will, but thine be done. That has to be our motto if we want to live for Christ. If we want to plug into God's power, we have to say, not my will, 
but thy will be done. I challenge you, next time something crosses you, next time something happens that you don't like, you know, we put crosses on the churches, we put crosses on our hymnals, on the Bible, we put crosses on our vehicles and round our necks and we do all that kind of stuff, but what about the next time something crosses your will? What are we going to do? Are we going to plug into God's power? Are we going to give our hearts to him, our wills to him, and say, Lord, in this situation, I choose to do your will, and I lay my will down. That is victory through surrender. If we don't ever surrender, we'll never gain the joy of victory. This media was brought to you by Audioverse, a website dedicated to spreading God's word through free sermon audio and much more. If you would like to know more about Audioverse, or if you would like to listen to more sermons, please visit www.audioverse.org.